Well, today it's a brand new day and we thank you for being with us here, uh, worshiping with us wherever you are in your homes. And although there is physical distancing, we know that we should be connected spiritually. We should not be disconnected even though we are physically away from each other, at least one meter away from each other. Um, our uh, spiritualities, our spirit should be joined together, one in Jesus Christ. Well, I have to say as well that it is a bit sad that uh, we are very few here today. In fact, no one is here today in this church for the very first time, perhaps, in 23 years. We have closed our doors temporarily so that we could be responsible to our country, to our nation, um, in combating COVID-19. But while our doors are closed, our spirits, our homes are not. Because as what Brother Bong shared a while ago, we are the church. And the, build, uh, the church is not a building or a space. It is the people of God. Wherever they are, you are the church. And so even though you're in your homes, you are the church. So there's no impediment. There's no obstacle for you to worship God today. Our sermon for today, I've entitled this, Love as an Antidote. Now, you have heard that there probably, there's a drug or a cure for COVID-19. And of course, that is still on its trial phase. We've also heard that vaccine could be on its way and being studied now. Albeit, of course, you know, it would take time before it gets approved and it, before it would be disseminated to the public. So every, everyone is looking for an antidote. Everyone right now is looking for a cure or something that would prevent an ailment or disease. Now, the question is, with all the things that are happening around us, let us discuss one issue. One issue among many other issues in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic. There's so many issues that we need to tackle. There's so many things that we need to discuss. But let me just focus on one thing among many others that we need to discuss. Fear. We fear to get infected by this virus. We fear that virus will affect us or hurt us. So at this juncture, let us examine fear. What is fear? Fear in its simple meaning and definition. Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by danger, pain, or harm. In other words, the root cause of fear is pain. The root cause of fear would be the loss of pleasure or simply loss. Why do you fear to flunk your exams? Because you fear to be ostracized. The pain of social exclusion. Why do you fear sickness? 
because of the pain it brings you. And therefore, the root cause of fear, I would suggest, is pain or the loss of pleasure. We fear COVID-19 because we fear the pain it will bring us, the loss of our lives or the loss of our loved ones. You know, fear itself, my dear brothers and sisters, in itself is really not, is in itself it's ugly. But the underlying reasons of our fear may not necessarily be evil because behind those fears are legitimate reasons why we fear those things. Bakit kayo natatakot na mamatay? Natatakot kayo dahil marami pa kayong maiiwanan. Natatakot kayo sa sakit na dala ng karamdaman. Hindi lang dahil sa sakit na yon, kung hindi natatakot din kayo dahil meron kayong mga mahal sa buhay. So, the problem of fear is the problem of pain, loss, and danger. And with that, I want us, I want you to bring to a verse in a text in 1 John chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. Now, this verse is very familiar to all of us. And I will be reading from the ESV version, and wherever you are, you can read with me. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fear has not been perfected in love. We love because He first loved us. Let's just come to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank You for today. We thank You that You are with us. Lord, as we examine the root of our fears, the root of pain, and the problem of pain, Lord, open our hearts, open our thoughts today. Illumine our souls, Father, so that we could see your truth as you reveal them in your word. All this we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, my dear brothers and sisters, these few weeks, other than COVID, the deaths brought about by COVID, last, yesterday, just yesterday, I have heard that Italy has at least about a thousand deaths. And some other countries would register 500, 300. At least in Singapore, thank God, we only have two deaths so far. And we should continue to pray for that. Now, more than those news about death, I've just received around four or five news of death from people very close to me. Now, when we look at that, when we look at death and the pain that it caused us and the pain that it will cause people who experience it, the question is this, why pain? Bakit may pasakit sa mundo? Bakit may paghihirap? Why is there suffering? Now, you will ask this question. Shouldn't God, being a God of love, kindness, just Give us all that we want. That God will just give us what we aspire for. 
why would God not just remove the pain that there will be no more tears, no more goodbyes, no more COVID-19, no more wars, no more sickness, no death, no tragedy. If God is a God of love, if God is a God who aims and looks after our joy and our pleasure, He should remove all of these things. And that brings us to the question of the nature of pain. We would ask, why is there pain? Now let me suggest to you two things why there is pain. The first answer to that question, there is pain because there is sin in the world. There is pain because there is sin in the world. It causes us pain when we hear something that is so tragic. Pain that is brought by people and the sins of people. For instance, way back in the 1990s, we have heard this very brutal crime of Eileen Sarmenta, who was brutally raped and killed by a town mayor. We were all shocked by the mere brutality of that crime. That pain was caused by sin. And there is pain because there is sin in the world. Because sin is in people, it's present in the psyche of a human being, and therefore people with a little proclivity would commit sin. And that sin that that person commits would bring tragedy, would bring pain to another. Let me probably discuss with you the pain of lost love. You've loved someone, and because of that person's actions, it brought you pain and disaster. There is sin. There is pain because there is sin. Now, there is also pain because God ordained it. Now, I want us to tread with this carefully. There is pain because God ordained it. God allowed little pains in our lives. God allowed and allows tragedies to come and beset us. Now, at first, may isip ninyo, this is very difficult to swallow because it arrests my first question a while ago. If God is a God of love, if God seeks for our pleasure, for our goodness, if God is really kind, why would He allow those pain to happen in our lives? Why would God ordain it? Why would God allow it? Mahirap na tanong. It's a very philosophical question. I wouldn't be able to answer it in this very short period of time that we are together. But let me just tell you, as a Christian, why do we experience pain? Now, his reasons could be this. And I will be sharing with you, I won't be flashing them in the screen that you will be seeing on your 
uh, television sets or in your laptops or computers. You won't be seeing it, but let me just offer to you seven reasons why God ordains pain. Uh, pain. Because these are not original of mine. These are from John Flabel, an 18th century Puritan preacher. And he presented to us these seven reasons why God ordains pain. Number one, God ordains pain to reveal, hinder, and kill our sin. God ordains pain to reveal, hinder, and kill our sin. God also ordains pain to reveal more the character of God. Para mas maunawaan natin sino ang Diyos, sino siya. God also ordained pain, according to John Flavel, to lose our grip on the temporal world. Because we are so much engrossed with this world. As Christians, we should remember that we are sojourners only on this earth. Sabi ni C.S. Lewis, he said that, fine, we are human beings and we experience a lot of pleasure along the way in our lives. Am I right? In fact, we have the share amount of, an equal amount of pleasure also we experience in our lives. And that is true. But God would allow pain to come us and to come before us and to beset us so that we would be always, we would always be reminded that we are not of this world. So that we would lose our grip on the temporal world. Another reason is to produce genuine faith. Sabi nga po ng isang preachers, I think it was, was it Charles Spurgeon who said, pain, suffering, trials, I welcome them in my life because they are the fuels of my faith. Because pain, suffering, or fear would produce genuine faith in us. Because it will test us how genuine our faith is. Another reason why God ordains pain in our lives or allow this pain to come before us is to encourage fellowship with God. Look at this COVID-19. Yes, we don't meet personally now. Hindi tayo nakikita-kita linggo-linggo. But look, sino ang inyong katabi ngayon sa inyong tahanan? Sino ang inyong kasama mag-worship sa Panginoon? Hindi ba katabi ninyo maaari yung inyong anak, yung inyong asawa? Worshiping in your homes together with your families. And for those people sa Pilipinas who are on, in a lockdown today, look at what it brought us. While I am not discounting the pain and tragedy that this COVID-19 brought us, somehow, there's a silver lining to it. You are with your family. Nababasa natin sa mga messages as are being circulated. Somehow, we realize the importance of family. We now understand the value of what is essential. That we don't need to go to the cinema. We don't need to go to the parties. That having and being with your family at home would be enough. And to see them safe is enough. This COVID-19, this pain, this suffering confronted us to our humanity. 
This pain, this COVID-19, brought us to our knees and to realize, and for us to realize what's more important. Ano ba ang mas mahalaga? God also ordained pain so that we would be able to bear witness to the world. Para maging tayong asin at ilaw ng sanlibutan. Kayo sa inyong mga kapitbahay, sa inyong mga kaibigan, sa mga kaopisina ninyo, in the midst of this pain and anxiety and trouble or fear, how do you show your Christianity? Paano nyo pinapakita sa kanila na kayo ay mga tao na mayroong pag-asa? And lastly, John Flavel suggests that God ordains pain so that we could share Christ in His suffering. Alam niyo, we do not just share and we will not just share the glory of Christ. We will also share His suffering. To be able to share with the suffering of Christ is to share also with His glory. Now let me give this to you. C.S. Lewis, in the book, The Problem of Pain, he said this, For pain would be no problem. And I've said, the ultimate root cause of fear is pain. For pain would be no problem. Hindi daw problema ang sakit. Itong lahat ng ito, suffering, would not be a problem unless, side by side with our daily experience of this painful world, we had received what we think a good assurance that ultimate reality is righteous and loving. According to Lewis Lewis, The Problem of Pain. If you have to read one book about pain, read this book. Now, what do I mean by this? The issue of pain or the issue of fear is that, does it have meaning? Because our pain, our loss, our fears, would have good cause or would, if, if that would have good cause, or if that would be for a good and righteous and loving reasons, our pains would be bearable. And I'll say that once again. In other words, we would be able to carry our pain. We would be able to bear that pain if we know that there's a meaning behind it. Kaya ninyong batain lahat ng problema, sakit, hinanakit sa buhay kung alam ninyo yung dahilan bakit kayo nagdurusa, bakit kayo naghihirap. The issue of pain is not the issue actually of fear or our emotional anguish because pain will bring us to harm or danger. That's not the issue. The issue of pain is the issue of meaning. And I'll prove that to you a little later. Let us just look for this at this moment. What is our most prevalent fear? Ano yung bagay na kinatatakutan nating lahat? Bakit tayo na natatakot mahawa ng COVID-19? We fear death. Natatakot kayong mamatay. Sino ang hindi natatakot mamatay? Lahat tayo. Kaya ako minsan hypochondriac na ako, konting sakit ng lalamunan, hindi ako makatulog, naisip ko, baka ma-COVID-19 na ako. 
That is one great fear human beings have. And don't worry, you're not alone in that fear. We're all in that fear. Let us look at the issue of death as one of our greatest fears. Now, John Piper said this, and I love this. He said, we see death as a frustration of our goal. If we die, it's the end of it. Kaya tayo natatakot mamatay kasi we see that death is the closure of everything. If you die, it frustrates your goal. Piper said, death is fearful because it robs you to what you treasure the most. If you die, you won't be able to see your family anymore. You won't see your child or your kid grow up. It will rob you of what you treasure the most. Kung ikaw naman ang tao natatakot kang iwanan ng lahat ng kayamanan mo, pag namatay ka, hindi mo na madadala sa kamatayan. You're afraid to die because for you, it robs you of what you treasure most. And I think that is true. We fear death because it frustrates our goal. But as Christian, death is not a frustration of a goal. Death is not an obstacle to a goal. John Piper said, and I quote, it's an occasion for its fulfillment. Ang kamatayan pala ay hindi frustration ng isang goal. In fact, it's the fulfillment of a goal. Ang sabi ni Apostle Pablo, and you know this, to live is Christ and to die is gain. When you die, you do not frustrate your goal. As Christians, when a Christian dies, he does not frustrate his goal. It does not impede his goal. Rather, when you die, you gain. Now the question is, what do you gain by dying? You gain what you treasure the most. If you die as a Christian, you gain what you treasure the most. You gain your greatest treasure. Who is your greatest treasure? Jesus. And so therefore, it just puts us into that perspective. Kung ako pala ay mamamatay. Tama yung sinabi ni Apostle Pablo. Apostle Paul is correct when he said, To live is Christ and to die is gain. Why? Because you gain the most important person, the most important treasure of all this universe, of this cosmos, the most important treasure, your greatest treasure of all time, and that is Jesus. And I say this, fear and pain, suffering, would be bearable if you know the meaning behind your pain. So the issue here is meaning. Because you know, my dear brothers and sisters, almost all human beings could endure tremendous pain if they know what the pain is for. I'll give you an example. I know of a person who has a terminal disease, a terminal ailment. ailment. You know, this person is willing to undergo such tremendous pain of chemotherapy. Willing to fight for her life, not for herself anymore, but for her children. There is meaning behind her pain. 
She's willing to undergo that tremendous pain. She's willing to fight for her life, no longer for herself, but for her children, for her family. Now tell me, what is the reason why she was able to endure that pain? Because of that meaning. What? What is that? Love for her children. Sacrifice. She's willing to sacrifice all pain that she could muster and endure because she believes there's a meaning behind it. There's a beneficiary behind it. Lahat ng paghihirap na maaring dinaranas niya, dinaramdam niya, titiisin niya para sa kanyang mga minamahal. And therefore, pain is bearable. Pain has meaning. Probably, this person could just let it go. Dahil masakit yung nararamdaman niya. Pero handa niyang ilaban yon. He and she was able to withstand all the pain because of love. And that's why I say, the antidote to pain, the antidote to fear is love. Because you no longer live for yourself. You live for others. I'll give you another example. One famed pastor and theologian in the 1940s named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Now, this pastor and theologian, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, together with very few souls, led a religious resistance against the Nazi forces. In fact, despite a fair chance of him escaping the horrors of concentration camp, because during the late 30s, he was invited to teach in the U.S., and his friends uh, uh, were telling him, please don't go and return to Germany. You should return to Germany after the war is over. But Dietrich Bonhoeffer braved returning to Germany and began a resistance movement against the Nazi forces. And you already know the story if you know him. He was imprisoned, tortured in the concentration camp. Now, the irony of the story is this. He was put to death just a week before the Nazi for or the Allied forces liberated Germany. Isang linggo na lang sana. Isang linggo matapos siyang barilin na palaya ng Allied forces and Germany. And there's a story behind it. Hindi siyang dapat mamatay. He's not supposed to be on that firing squad. There's a mother and a daughter who's supposed to be on that firing squad that day. What he did was to replace that mother and daughter and he said, anyway, I will die. Let me go first. And he died. He was martyred. So I ask you this question. Why is he no longer afraid to die? Why does he have a lot of courage? Why does his fear become so small, so insignificant in the face of a looming death? You know why? Because he loved his country. He loved the truth. He loved God, and he loved his divine call. 
that the greatest or the greater monster fear for his life became so insignificant, became so small in the overwhelming presence of love and devotion. Lahat ng takot, lahat ng sakit ay walang panama sa pag-ibig. So what is the meaning? Why are these people able to endure pain? Why do they have courage to sacrifice their lives or endure pain? Because of a greater meaning, of a greater cause, and that is love. For them, the essence of pain is love. They are able to withstand all pain because of love. Now let me go to 1 John 4, 18. Why is there no fear in love? Bakit walang takot sa pag-ibig? Why is there no fear in love? The answer is crystal clear, my dear brothers and sisters. There's no fear in love because love addresses the root of fear. Love addresses the fear of pain, harm, and danger. There's no fear in love because love is reassuring. Look at my earlier illustration a while ago. There's no fear in love because love is immune to pain. Love is immune to harm. Love is immune to danger. Love does not look for its own good. Love is not afraid of harm. Because it is sacrificial. It is self-emptying. Dahil mga kapatid, ang pag-ibig is not about ourselves. You truly love when you can love others above yourself. That's why love arrests the very thing, the very root cause of fear, pain. Because love is for others. Love is for the ultimate good of others. Love, in this sense, is other-centered. Love is other-centered, not self-centered. Pain, hunger, danger, or harm is no match to the sacrificial, self-emptying, charitable, and kind nature of love. I'll say that again. Pain, hunger, danger, Harm is no match to the sacrificial, self-emptying, charitable, kind nature of love. I've watched a documentary in the Philippines, by the way. There's this, there's this father whose son was terminally, terminally ill. Now, this person lives in Mountain Province. And if you are from Mountain Province, you would probably understand this. He lives in a small town, 16 hours by foot, to the nearest modern town, 16 hours by foot. And from that town, they would have to travel another three, four, five hours to the best medical facility in that province. This father would have to carry his son for 16 hours through a mountainous terrain, on foot, without any shoes, carrying him the son on his shoulders, 
And not just that, he has to make his son comfortable because the son is sick. Throughout the journey, he would walk cautiously in this mountain terrain. He would walk carefully. And of course, when you're walking carefully in a mountain terrain, it would even be more difficult for you to walk by foot. No complaint, no grumbling. His pain, the pain of the father, the hunger of the father, the discomfort of that father is no match to his love for his son. And therefore I say this, no hunger, pain, harm, or danger is matched to the self-emptying, sacrificial, charitable, kind nature of love. And therefore I say, the antidote to your fear is love. Pero mahirap ang magmahal. Hindi ba? Lalo na kung ang minahal ninyo ang nagdulot ng sakit sa inyong puso. Especially if the one that you love cost you that pain. Pero sabi nga, ito pa nga ang masakit eh. The one you love most will hurt you most. And that is true. Mahal, mas mahal mo kasi siya, kaya mas matindi yung sakit na naramdaman mo para sa kanya. Because, my dear brothers and sisters, that's the nature of human beings. That's the nature. When we love, we must be prepared to receive pain. You, you did not love if you have not experienced pain. And that makes pain worthwhile. Love is reassuring. Love does not look for its own good. Now, I want us to look at the other side of the coin, to the other side of the coin, which is love. If we read 1 John 4, 18 and 19, you know, the context of this, 1 John, 2 John and 3 John, is in the context of a divisive church. Now, I want to say here that love, as it being espoused in 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John, especially in 1 John chapter 4, love here in the context of 1 John is not a concept. It's not a virtue. It's not a feeling. Ang pag-ibig dito, hindi siya isang damdamin. And the text would reveal to us in the earlier verses, it would reveal to us what is the context of this love. Ano ba yung pag-ibig? Pero ang tanong dito, the question is not, what is love? That is not the question in 1 John chapter 4. Because what I've said is, the context of this love is not a concept. So therefore, the right question is not, what is love? The question that we need to answer in 1 John chapter 4 is, who is love? And verse 8 will reveal to us, it says here, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. God is love. Therefore, it is no longer a concept. In this verse, love is personified. Binigyan ng katauhan. It is not just an emotion. It is not just a virtue. It has been characterized as nature of God. And therefore, when I say love 
as an antidote to fear, love as an antidote to pain, love as an antidote to many issues of our lives. This love points not to a virtue or a concept. Love points to Jesus Christ. Love points to God. Meaning, it is God who is love who drives out fear. I hope we will not lose that meaning. Because when we say love drives away fear, we often associate it with an emotion or a virtue or a concept. But let me suggest this to you. God who is love is the antidote to fear. God is love and therefore he should be able to answer our deepest pain. God should be our ultimate reason. I've said it a while ago. If the reason for you to cling on and to endure pain is love, and therefore your reason to cling on to your pain and to endure that suffering and to endure that pain or to face your fear, for you to have courage to face your fear, you will not cling on to a virtue. You will cling on to God. Kasi personified yung pag-ibig. Because God is the ultimate reason why we should brave and we should have courage to face our fears. God is the ultimate reason why we should endure all our sufferings. We can be assured of His love. We can be assured of His protection. We can be assured of His great affection for us. And this could be our application in my previous sermon, I said this. I entered the ministry in sometime uh, Feb with rosy and uh, flowery thought that it would be a very nice entry to ministry, that I'll be able to say hello to you. Hello, po, hello. I'm expecting that. I did not expect that I'll be preaching to empty chairs this morning. And I did not expect that I will be here first time in the midst of COVID-19. I did not expect I'll be alone physically, but I'm thankful that you are with me, encouraging me. I'm thankful to all of you. But you know, my dear brothers, it confronted me. It just slaps me. Alam nyo, narealize ko, don't look to your future so much because God holds it. Who would have thought na sa gitna ng mga bagay na ito, if you could just see how many we are here, actually, not so many, not more than 10, kasama ako, very few. I would have probably in my mind thought that I'll be speaking in a larger congregation. Not anymore. But it just reminds me who called me. It just reminds me my humanity. It just reminds me how small I am compared to the glory 
power, majesty of God that I'm serving. And I've said this. How will love pan out in these situations? And I've told you this during my sermon. Sabi ko po sa inyo, if you love me, and if we will love one another, I will not be afraid to cross the bridge with you. If we love one another, and we will all in this together, we will all be in this together, then my fears will be gone. Kung sama-sama nating tutulayin ang lahat ng mga pagsubok, kung sama-sama nating tutulayin lahat ng ating mga hinanakit sa buhay, hindi na ako matatakot. So number one, let us show our compassion to each and every one of us. Let's be sensitive to each other's needs. Number two, be sensitive to the needs of others. This pain, this COVID-19 is here for a reason. And with so many reasons that I presented to you a while ago, probably this. This COVID-19 is here because God wants us to bear witness to the broken world. Let us be mindful to be compassionate and be charitable Christians. Keep our eyes upon Jesus as well. You know, C.S. Lewis said this, and I would just like to give this to you, this quote. He says, Pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, and shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. The greatest antidote to our fears is God. Now, before I end, let me just remind you and let me just go back quickly why there is pain in the world. Sin. And I'll just go back to my earlier questions, earlier question before I started the sermon. I said, why would God not just create a world that no fear, no pain, no death, no more goodbyes, everything is happy. Everything is joyful. Why would God not create that world? What stops Him from creating that world? The good news, my dear brothers and sisters, is that God created that world. God is preparing that world. A world that has no more sin a world that has no more pain, a world that is full of pleasure with Him forevermore. But the problem is this, sin. Because the problem is that the reason why you can go to that world is because of your sin. And Christ has made the ultimate sacrifice, not minding the pain, not minding the horror and shame, not minding the agony, 
leaving his throne above. And he bore all of this shame, all of this guilt, all of this agony and shame on his shoulders on the cross for you. He suffered and died for you so that you will not experience the greatest pain your soul will ever experience, the pain of separation from Him. Christ has given Himself and sacrificed Himself so that you could have life. And why did He do that? Bakit ginawa ng Diyos yun? Alam nyo ang dahilan. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. The reason why God, Jesus Christ, is able to carry that pain, that horror and shame and agony on the cross is because of His love for you and me. And when you share that suffering with Jesus Christ, it now makes sense. God solved the problem of sin by sending His Son, Jesus Christ, who became obedient to this call. Eventually, putting an end to pain and suffering, putting an end to the ultimate problem of man, and that is sin. He suffered pain for you and me so that you and I may have life. The reason is love. You can now live because He died for you. Alam niyo mga kapatid, hindi kayo nag-iisa sa inyong mga pagsubok. Hindi kayo nag-iisa sa inyong fear, sa inyong anxiety, sa gitna ng COVID-19. You're not alone. Christ shares that suffering with you. He bore the greatest tragedy of all time. He bore the greatest pain when He died on the cross for you and me. And I will leave you with this hymn. And this is a very famous hymn. Let me just read them to you. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. You can face tomorrow because He lives. Because He lives, all fear is gone. And because I know He holds the future. And this is very beautiful. And life is worth living just because He lives. Let me just change the lyrics for you. Let's just change that with these words. Because He loves, I can face tomorrow. Because He loves, all fear is gone. And because He loves, I know He holds the future. And life is worth the living because He loves. The antidote to your fear, to your pain, 
to your suffering, my dear brothers and sisters, is love. And let me just remind you, your love will be insufficient. There is this great love of Jesus Christ offered to us so that we could face tomorrow. In the midst of COVID-19, in the midst of your fear and anxiety, whenever you go out, as you fear for your, the safety of your children, remember this, God loves you and he will be there for you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this time that you have called us to be together wherever we are, perhaps in our own homes. Lord, we are afraid. We fear death. We fear pain. We fear sickness. We fear losing our jobs. We fear everything, Lord. We fear about our future. Lord, may your love assures us, assure us today. May your love assure us, Father, that in the midst of uncertain times, your love will be there for us. Because, Lord, you promised us that if you are for us, who can be against us? There will be no power, no principality, no height, no depth. No, nothing will ever separate us from your love. And Father, may this assure us every day when we fear pain, harm, danger. When we fear loneliness or we battle depression, or when we're faced with great problem. Lord, may your love assure us. Thank you, Lord, for this great love. And Lord, may this love just overflow in our hearts, in our minds, that, Lord, we will also be able to love one another, even love our neighbors. Father, be with your people today, I pray. I know, Lord, that many of us are afraid. Many of us are worried. Father, just give your peace and comfort to your people in the midst of these trying times, Lord. Be with them, Father, as they face each day. And with this song, Father, may we see that because you live and because you love, we can face tomorrow. Because you live, because you love us, all our fear, all anxieties, all our deepest regrets, all our deepest shame, all our deepest sin is now gone. And because you know, we know, Father, that you hold our future our life waiting for your return our life that we're now living is now worth of everything just because 
you live. Thank you, Father. Refresh our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. My dear brothers and sisters, I leave the peace of God to you. May the God who is able to refresh your hearts and give you peace be with you all. And so with this, may I give you the benediction. Dear brothers and sisters, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received the gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of, oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, my dear brothers and sisters. See you again next Sunday, and God bless us all. Thank you for joining us today.